This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's preview some of these games in the NBA um, because we have a ton of them. Let's start with the Mavericks. So the Mavericks, of course, tonight, Luka hands out a 34 ball against the Mavericks. Barely, I mean, against the Lakers. Barely plays in the second half, but does get his bread, hits the over on the points total. Now they're playing the Cavs, and Dallas is a a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Second night of a back-to-back. They leave L.A. tonight. They go to Cleveland. 214-and-a-half is the total. Did they play in Dallas or did they play in L.A.? They had to play in Dallas because the Clippers are at home right now. Yeah. So they played in Dallas No, I, I yeah, the Clippers are at home tonight. Yeah. 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 So um, they're heading to Cleveland tomorrow. Any leans in this one for yeah. you? Yeah, man. I uh, I have I've just been riding Dallas. Like, there's yeah. a couple teams that I'm just going to continue to ride. The Memphis Grizzlies, even without Ja, what are they, 18 and 2 without them straight up, or yep. 19 and 2, whatever it is now? They just continue to beat teams and, like, beat them by 25. And then the Dallas Mavericks. You know, I don't know what I'll do with them in a playoff series. I do think there will be some favorable matchups depending on the seating. But, um, you know, maybe you think like Cleveland's catching some points here, but Cleveland without Jared Allen, Evan Mobley's also out most likely tomorrow with that ankle injury. Rondo's going to be a game time decision. Yeah. We obviously know Colin Sexton's out for the season and Dean Wayne, but um, they're beat up right now. So I don't want anything to do with Cleveland. They'll be a fade in the playoffs for me. And with Dallas, I'm going to continue to ride the Mavericks, ride Luka props. Even tonight, you know, I was scared off by the 30 and a half, but he scored 34 and didn't even have to play a whole lot. And then the total, 214.5, seems low. But I would only play the under in that game. Dallas has been excellent defensively. Um, maybe that even goes up a little bit more because yeah. of what they did offensively tonight. They had 82 points at half. Yeah, it was um, But it was against the Lakers. So it would be Dallas or nothing. I just don't love the number, and I don't want to lay minus 190. Cleveland, a much better team at home. But the Mavericks are the way to go right now. Yeah, typically I try to fade teams in, this, in the full game uh, spread on the second night of back-to-backs feeling as though they'll come out and play a really decent first half and then maybe fade late. But when you have a team like the Mavericks who won in the fashion which they did tonight against the Lakers, they didn't exert a ton of energy in the second half. So I feel like their carryover from the night before will last them longer in a game against the Cavs who might have to get going a little bit. We know the Cavs, one thing that's good about them, if you like the Cavs and you like backing them, is that they hang around in games. Uh, even if they go down big, like we saw, Tris had a 9-1 ticket on a parlay. Uh, Denver taking on the, the um, Cavs a couple weeks ago. And in that game, there was a 17-point lead. Denver was up, but the Cavs, with, regardless of who they have on the floor, they do remain in the game. They do stick around. They hang around. They make life ugly and difficult for opposing teams. Kevin Love can give you some buckets, but man, when you look at Dallas, They've covered in four of their last five games. They're doing so by double figures. They won by 18 against the Lakers, beat Utah by 14, did lose by 21 to Minnesota. 
which was a little concerning, but the game before that, Houston, they won by 19, beat Minnesota the, the game before that by two. They are covering right now, and they're doing so by double digits. I kind of like laying the four and a half with the Mavericks, so I think that might be one of my plays for tomorrow. Uh, another game tomorrow, Denver is another team that I've been blindly betting, yeah. um, especially because it seems like the market is giving them shorter spreads. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of six and a halves with Denver, uh, especially with like mid to top level competition. Um, and I just keep hammering the number now. Yesterday was a sweat. Denver covered that number after they were playing in a game against, oh, Charlotte. So they barely covered. It was a three-and-a-half point spread. I took Denver four to, to three-and-a-half. They won that game by four. Charlotte did make the thing interesting down the stretch, but they did push through on a phantom P.J. Washington foul call yeah. on, uh, I think, Will Barton driving down the lane, but a cover is a cover. Uh, tomorrow, they're nine-and-a-half point favorites against the Pacers. The Pacers stink. I remember I faded them earlier this week. They played against, let me go into my notes, against the, uh, I want to say the Atlanta Hawks. And one thing on my notes section, this was yesterday, actually. I said earlier this week, this was yesterday. But it feels like since I've been on since Sunday. Yeah, it's, it's all kind of blends four in. Days. Yeah. yeah. Um, the last four Indiana losses heading into the game against the Pacers, or I mean the Hawks, have been at least by 30 points. 30 points. They're getting blown up by 30 points. And then you look at the Hawks game. And let's see what they scored in that one. The Hawks beat them. do 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 132 to 123. So it wasn't by 30, but they still lost by double figures. I think I'm going to take, once again, go back to the well. I like how Denver's playing this time of the year. I hate how the Pacers are playing. Yeah. I might lead the nine and a half with Denver tomorrow as favorites on the road. Yeah. And you know what's weird about Denver? So this season, you know, not great against the number. Obviously, like we want to bet Jokic props and if you get the right spot, but they're 36 and 40 against the spread. But. If you look at it, it's because they don't cover the number at home. They're terrible against the spread at home. Now, they're usually favored in these games, but just 14 and 23 against the number. It's just really weird to see an ATS record better away from the crib. They're 22 and 17. They're on the road in this spot. Indiana, obviously going nowhere this year, whereas Denver, especially if they get the right pieces back, could be a legit like sleeper team in the West. So it would be nuggets or nothing. I don't love the number. I don't love it But either. I don't love the Pacers. So it would actually be probably Denver or nothing. Um, and then as far as the total, 231 and a half, might lean the under actually in that game. Yeah, yeah, that Whoa. nine. Oh, that's a lot of scoring what in, in that game. What the hell just happened in the NIT quarterfinal? We got 49 combined points, three minutes to go. Oh, geez. Okay. You'll be good. You'll be good. You'll be good. You'll be good. Um, We got Orlando taking on the the Wizards tomorrow. The Wizards, after losing tonight at home against the Bulls, they get the Magic coming in town. After the Magic, didn't the Magic just hang around against somebody? The Magic actually covered last night, I know for a fact, even though I did not watch the game, because I want to say they were nine and a half point dogs and they lost by six or seven or something like that. I do know that I do know that they covered. Oh, so I yeah, because they played against the Cavs. Go figure. And Nick Ashew gave out the Magic to cover, and that was a sweat. He had a six and a half, and they lose by six points. Yes, like you just said. Um, so yeah, they get a night off. Leave Cleveland. They head to D.C. They're coming into our neck of the woods. That oh, game God. tips off at seven o'clock. The Magic are three and a half point dogs in the spot. I have no official play. You know, I like Rui over one and a half three pointers. We hit that today at plus money. Let's see if they give it again to us tomorrow. Give it to us again tomorrow. I might play it again against the Orlando Magic team that does give up a ton of three pointers. But on the side, I just do not. No, I kind of like the Wizards in the spot. Yeah. But then again, I just saw the Wizards and I just watched this final, this game that they played. So I might have a little haze in my in my vision. But what do you, what say you in the spot? You know, the Wizards as home favorites against this Magic team who the Magic are doing everything in their power. You know what was funny about the Magic, man? So I saw this. So in these last couple games, 
they've been really close. One game they even took, um, it may have been last night, they took the lead into the fourth quarter. It was like a one-point game. And they sat their starters for like eight straight minutes. Sure. They are going all in on this tank. The Wizards as home favorites, I might actually back them tomorrow because I know they're 3-8 and eight against the number on their last 11 games as home dogs after tonight. But they're home favorites against a bad Magic team. The Wizards... They're not in full tank mode. They're trying to see what they have with some of these pieces. Which is foolish you know? of them to not be in full tank mode. No, I wouldn't lay minus 160 with the Wizards, a team that blew a 35-point lead for me earlier this year and then followed that up with a 28-point lead that they blew for me. But if anything, I'd play the Wizards. Yeah, Wizards three and a half. I'm going to stay away as usual. We'll keep an eye on, on the player props. Ryan says, if anything, in this game, he's going with the home team. This is an interesting one tomorrow. Boston, four and a half point favorites against Miami. Betting now, this right now. Of course, we know that there is... No, Robert Williams to man the paint. Bam Adebayo is going to be taking on guys like who Daniel Tice tomorrow down low. No Al Horford. He might still be out. So who knows? But that spread is four and a half. Celtics have been on fuego. But Miami finally broke a three-game three game losing streak. They won last night. And we do need one more for them to hit the win total. So what are you thinking in this one? I'm going to play this right now. I am going to take I, – I don't see the line closing like this because as of right now, now – Boston sat everybody in that last one, um, and they still almost beat Toronto, man. They're a scary team to bet against, even without Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum right now. They yeah. almost won that game. In fact, it went into overtime. Toronto didn't cover the number. They won outright. It was minus 160 on the money line, I know. So Jalen Brown and Tatum are game-time decisions. Obviously, Robert Williams out. We expect both, if not just one of them, to play tomorrow. But I'm taking Miami right now as four-and-a-half-point dogs. Looks like everybody pretty much going to be a go. Um, do you think Miami wants the one seed in the East, by the way? I think so. Okay. I'm going to play Miami tomorrow because I'm getting four and a half points with them. And anytime I get the heat as dogs in a regular season game, especially a big game like this against Boston, I'm going to take them. I kind of want to take Miami too. But Boston, man, they kind of have like a Memphis feel to where even if they don't have guys playing – their system right now is is phenomenal, but how are they going to respond without Robert Williams? We've got to keep our eyes peeled. I might leave Miami in that spot. When we come back, we continue to preview this huge slate of NBA games for tomorrow. You don't want to miss it. Why? Because we're winning your money. Let's continue to preview these games on the NBA slate as we move throughout this long, long laundry list of NBA basketball tomorrow. You know the NBA realized that March Madness was here, so now they don't get any March Madness basketball to compete with until Saturday. They got to load them up. They got to load them up. If they're taking on the NIT, that's one thing. They can take down the NIT. I mean, nobody really cares about the NIT. But when it comes to the big boy, that's back on Saturday. They got to get these games, and the season's almost over. Playing tournament is literally right around the corner. Let's pick up where we left off. Charlotte Hornets. On the road tomorrow, 7.40 p.m. Eastern time, tip-off against the New York Knicks. The spread in that game is 2.5. The total is 225.5. Ryan, these are two teams that have cost us and won us a ton of money this year. I know, and I hate it. I think I'm going to bet it. I don't want to bet it because these are two of the teams that just do. They grind my gears. But what are you going to do? So I think I'll bet this game. And I and I and so we've been ragging. I've been ragging on the Knicks all season long. Almost yeah. actually... That was so we had a good win total record. Um, actually, we hit them all, but the only one I would have lost, and I was this close to playing, was the Knicks, just because their win total. I mean, I think it was around like forty-two and a half. Successful season last year. Tibbs wins Coach of the Year. Uh, huge regression this year with guys like Julius Randle. But now all of a sudden. Kind of like the Knicks, and they got a lot to play for because they're trying to get in that play play in spot. Uh, they've won four straight games somehow, and they could get into the playoffs as, as bad as they've been. Uh, the Hornets 
All these games recently have been really close, man. So I think if they let the Knicks hang around, I think the Knicks could steal this one. So if we're getting two and a half, three points in this one, and it looks like that number is actually coming down a little bit because the Knicks have won four straight games. I'll probably play New York. You know, Julius Randle's been looking a little bit better. R.J. Barrett's been great all season long. I love R.J. Barrett props, points, rebounds, and assists. I'm going to play the Knicks here. I hate to do it, but I'm going to New York. Yeah, I, I just I, I feel you in that spot. I, I just can't take a play in this in this game. I really can't. Both these teams just drive me absolutely insane. <laughs> uh, I look at the Hornets team, though, and I say it's a little bit of motivation because they had a really, really close game. that They just lost to the Denver Nuggets. Like I said, I was on the Nuggets in that spot, and they did cover just by the skin of their teeth. Four-point win, three-and-a-half-point favorites in that one Denver was against Charlotte. But now Charlotte might be a little geared up to continue that the little streak they had. They had two games – they had just won two straight games. They beat Utah and took down Brooklyn. Um, and Brooklyn, that game was really important because of the fact that that was Kyrie Irving's first home game back in Barclays over the weekend. And you still went in there over the weekend and got a W. Uh, and you won by nine points in that spot. You come back at home against Denver. And they played Denver tough that entire game. Yeah. They just blew it at the end. If anything, I might look at maybe the first half with the Hornets, but that line is already so small at two and a half that I don't feel like I'm getting enough value just taking them in the first half. So I would say, you know what, that's my sign to put that down my cards and say, you know what, this is not the hand for me. I'm going to keep that hand in my pocket. You can play this one. I will support you uh, however I can. Uh, the Timberwolves, though, tomorrow. I like this one, too. They head to the six. Toronto's a two and a half point favorite at home. Oh my gosh, I kind of like the Timberwolves as dogs. Oh man, we're going to be opposites then. You're going you know, Toronto? Well, okay, so here's the thing. I hate betting against Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, but I did take Minnesota the other day on Sunday against uh, Boston because I thought that, and I love Boston, but I thought that that was just a little too inflated. And Boston won that game by like 20 plus. Like Minnesota got blown out in that game. So obviously if I'm going to bet regular season games here, the final eight, nine games of the season, because like I said during that last commercial break, I can't wait till the playoffs, man, because you know the motivation. You're trying to win, obviously win a championship. Player props, I think, become a little bit easier because you know guys are going to be out there uh, more minutes. You don't have to worry about like blowout factor. I mean, yeah, we see blowouts in the playoffs, but guys still get run. Um I'm going to take Toronto only because, like, okay, so with Minnesota, they really can't drop much, man, in the West. Like, they're going to the playoffs. They've been great since the second half of the season. But the Raptors are still in a fight for that number five seed. I think they want that five seed. And they're also 16-1 and one in their last 17 home games against the Timberwolves, which doesn't mean a whole lot because this is a different Timberwolves team. They've been terrible since Tom Gugliotta was there. But 16-1. <laughs> That's and the one. second time I've heard Gugliotta's name today. <laughs> Really? Today? Yes, yes. You listen to enough Bill Simmons podcast, you'll find Gugliotta when him and Rosillo get to ranting about stuff. I love Tom Gugliotta. But 16-1 and in their last 17 against Minnesota at the crib. And also Minnesota defensively, number 22 in the league, uh, giving up 112 points per game. So I might look at some Fred Van Vliet props as well. He's been cooking. He's got 20 points per game, six dimes. And then Siakam's been awesome. Like 22 points, eight boards. So maybe look at their props. I'm going to play Toronto on the money line in this game. Yeah, I, I don't hate that play. It's it's hard. It's splitting hairs for me because at one point you look at how fast, or excuse me, how good the Timberwolves looked there for a certain stretch of time. I mean, going back to February 20, let's say 28th against Cleveland, they were streaking. They beat Golden State. They beat Cleveland. They beat OKC by 37. They beat Golden State by 15. They beat Portland by 14. Then they come back the next night, beat them by 43. Then they come back the next night, beat Oklahoma City by 30. They lose against Orlando. They come back four straight W's, WWW, 9, 10, 20, and 19 points against Miami, San Antonio, L.A., and Milwaukee. But now in their last four games, they've won just one of their last four games. 
They beat Dallas by 21, but then you lose to Boston by 22. This team looks like they're fading right now. I don't know what's quite going on. I I look at the total and I say, man, I might play the over. Yeah, I like the over a lot. Dude, that's the play I'm going to make. A lot of those guys on the floor can score at a phenomenal rate, and especially with the way Toronto's looking, the way Pascal Siakam balled out against Boston, really took over that game. He can get you some buckets. So I think I might play the over 228 and a half in that game as I pull up the trends for the over-under with the Timberwolves. And the Wolves, their last, I don't know. As I pull it up here, their over-under. Okay, their last game. Uh, the over is 3-2 and two in their last five and then the last time they played against the Toronto Raptors, the game did go under. The total was 228, so right around where we have it at now, 220 and a half. The hook was right there. Uh, Toronto won the game by 12. That last meeting went under. So I might take the over in that game, Say, see if they can come to t- Toronto, shock some people, and have some juice. Uh, Kings Rockets, are you touching that one? Um, no, no, God, no. Kings Rockets, um, I wouldn't even have a lean in that game, to be honest with you, man. Like, some of these teams... Like, I know we're going to talk about OKC here in a second, too. I I threw him on the other night on League Pass, and I was like, I love college hoops, man. I was like, who the hell are any of these guys Yeah, for the Thunder? Like, who are they rolling out there right now? Yeah, it's bad. Aaron Wiggins is out there. He gets hurt. Right, exactly. That's, that's about so it. So I want nothing in that one. Um, Sacramento against Houston. I would lean Houston as two-and-a-half-point dogs. I just keep looking up, and Jalen Green's putting together some games as well as guys like Kevin Porter Jr. So they have, I, I would just lean that. And also Sacramento, every time I look up, they're losing by like 40 points. So <laughs> right. that would be my analysis. I'd lean Houston in that spot if you want to play that one. ATL, the Atlanta Hawks take on the Oklahoma City Thunder. 12 and a half point spread. What you doing? So I would love to play the Hawks here because again, motivation, like they need every single win that they could get. They were in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Now they're just trying to make it into the playoffs in the play-in spot. The Thunder, I just got done saying, man, I don't, I barely know any of these dudes. Um, that they're rolling out there right now, other than like SGA. You never know who's going to be out there because they're in full tank mode. They've lost 11 out of their last 13 games. They don't defend the three-point line, which is a huge strength of the Hawks, obviously. But, man, I can't lay 12 points, 13 no. points with the Atlanta Hawks. Even at home, I mean, they've just been so up and down, mediocre this season. If anything, maybe like look at a team total over with them because they're going to score a bunch of points because OKC plays no defense. But um, I'm not laying that with them. Yeah, no. I, I've, if anything, I really do want to play the Hawks in this spot because they can score a ton and they come out in games and they ball out. I'm looking at some of their trends. I'm trying to take them in the first half. There's no lineup for the first half. I might take the Hawks tomorrow in the first half or the first quarter. That's what I'm going to be targeting. And that's my final analysis there. First half, you probably get yourself a six and a half yeah. uh, in that range. Maybe a seven and a half if they're if they're uh, a little less generous, but maybe a six and a half in the first half spread for Atlanta will be the play for me. Also, the first quarter for the Hawks is also in play for me as well. Um, I, I like both of those, but 12 and a half full game gets OKC. I mean, it wouldn't be terrible because no SGA, no Trey man, like all the stars, quote unquote, for OKC will not be playing. But yeah, I, I'd rather just wipe my hands clean of Atlanta in the first quarter, first half, yeah. and then move on with the rest of my night. Uh, Memphis tomorrow, six and a half point favors against San Antonio. That spread, uh, favoring the Memphis Grizzlies on the road against San Antonio. The Spurs, their injury report, only Dougie McBuckets is out. Lonnie Walker's going to come back. And on the opposite side, Memphis, still no John Morant, but ja, uh, Jaron Jackson is questionable. Yeah. But it doesn't really matter. How many times are we going to get the stat about how good the Grizzlies are without John Morant? What are you doing in this game? So it's funny because, like, kind of almost rooting for the Spurs. I need one more for their win total, I believe. And then... um they're in a fight right now to get into the playoffs. They're going to be the team. It's going to be so hilarious when this Spurs team, who nobody cares about, gets into the playoffs 
Because you know who they're fighting with for that final spot is the Lakers. Yeah. And I would love to see, I mean, I would love to just see the Lakers not make it. If they're not going to win it all and, and cost me money, I don't even want to see them get in. But it's really tough to bet against the Grizzlies right now, man. 50-26 and 26 against the spread. Um, they win without Ja Morant. They're 25-13 and 13 against the spread even on the road. And then you look at the Spurs, who have all the motivation in the world to get in, but they're just 16-21 and 21 against the spread at home. They haven't covered the spread in their last four home games. And the Grizzlies have won their last five games by an average of 23.8 points per game. All that said, like, if guys don't go, plus 220 on the money line for the Spurs because they need this one might be a look. I don't want to bet against Memphis right now, though. You know what's so fishy about this? I'm glad you brought up the margin of victory. These last five games for uh, Memphis, they won by 28. These are all without yeah. job. They beat Golden State by 28, beat Milwaukee by 25. That team had Giannis. That was the one beat, I couldn't believe. That's crazy. Beat Indiana by 30, beat Brooklyn by 12, beat Houston by 24. They did lose to Atlanta by 15, but beat Indiana again before that by 33. You mean to tell me that with that being the case, their spread is still only six and a half? Something smells fishy about that. I might have to play the Spurs. I might have to play the Spurs because how do you have that margin of victory and only your six and a half point favorite against the Spurs when you'll be playing this well without John Morant? It's fishy. Rapid fire these last two. Suns, six and a half point favorites against the Golden State Warriors tomorrow. I'm laying in with the Suns. Same here. I will not bet against the Suns the remainder of the season. I got a four to one for them to win it all. I mean, I got a hundred four to ones, but uh, I, I like the Suns. No Steph Curry, no James Wiseman, yeah. no Quinn Mayo, Ryan Horvath. We'll take the Suns tomorrow, six and a half. Last but no, this is the least. Pelicans taking on the Portland Trailblazers. Oh, the God. spread is 12 and a half in favor of New Orleans. Oh, no. Never again with the Pel- never again with the Blazers. The Blazers just lost to OKC last the night. The Blazers didn't they? did just lose yeah, to Yeah, no, OKC. nothing, nothing for me. Pelicans. Oh my gosh, that game stinks. <laughs> we previewed all the games in the NBA for tomorrow. Don't say we ain't never done nothing for you, champ.